0: Patriot is WWTC Minneapolis St. Paul. FM 107.5 K298 CO Minneapolis. Fueled by Lucky Station.
1: With SRN News, I'm Gordon Griffin. President Donald Trump says Mexico has got to help us at the border. Mr. Trump says a lot of people are coming into the U.S. from Mexico because they want to take advantage of a U.S. program that protects dreamer immigrants from deportation. Mr. Trump says that he will stop Mexico's cash cow unless it does more to stop its people from crossing into the U.S.
0: Mexico has got to help us at the border. If they're not going to help us at the border, it's a very sad thing between two countries. Mexico has got to help us at the
2: border. The president ended the Obama-era DACA program last year, though a federal judge has ordered the administration to continue renewing permits. The Russian diplomats who were expelled from the United States and their families have returned to Moscow. Russian news agencies say that they returned on two flights that landed Sunday at Moscow's airport. This is SRN News. And we
3: have overtime. The count is fifty. Seat for the Republican, 47
2: for the downs. When the game is on the line, you need a solid strategy on the court. The same goes for the midterm elections. Every seat counts.
0: Join us for Overtime with Mike Gallagher and Hugh Hewitt, April 29th at the Marriott Southwest in Minnetonka. Register today at AM1280Thepatriot.com. Overtime is brought to you by Stone Decks, by Minnesota Dex.
1: This is AM 1280, The Patriot Intelligent Radio. Coming up next is the second half of the Northern Alliance Radio Network with Brad Carlson, The Closer, right here on AM 1280, The Patriot. So don't go anywhere. First, there's going to be a quick weather update. High of 33 degrees in sunny skies on this beautiful Easter day. A high of 36 with a good chance of snow for Monday. 34 and the snow continues
0: on Tuesday. And then a high of 28 degrees in mostly sunny skies on Wednesday. Stay tuned for Brad Carlson, The Closer, right here on AM 1280, The Patriot. Here is The Closer, Brad Carlson. AM hey,
2: 1280 to Patriot. I to it is the Northern Alliance
1: Radio Network. Back with another edition of the broadcast we'd like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Yes, we are live on an Easter Sunday. Hope you all are having a blessed Easter today. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org, and we are here to take your phone calls. That number is 651 289 4488. Hey, if you'd like to send us a text message, that number is 651-243-0390. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Just use the hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N show. Hashtag NarnShow for any comments or questions regarding today's show content. And as always, we appreciate you tuning into the broadcast. Uh, we uh, definitely want to uh, talk some, uh, well, some Easter Sunday, because uh, have you heard the good news? He is risen. He is risen indeed. It is a, a wonderful holiday. Love this holiday, celebrating the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Uh, but did you ever wonder aloud how we uh, how the, he conflate the resurrection of Jesus Christ with Easter eggs and, and, and Easter rabbits? Uh, Jim Gaffigan, comedian, uh, mused on that uh, very same thing. And uh, he he came to kind of uh, some interesting conclusions, shall we? Sorry.
2: <clears throat> Easter, that's a weird tradition. Easter, the day Jesus rose from the dead, what should we do? How about eggs? Oh, well, what does that have to do with Jesus? All right, we'll hide them. I don't, I don't follow your logic. Don't worry, there's a bunny.
1: Okay. Ridiculous. Well, I mean, that answers all the all the uh, longstanding questions I had: how we get from the resurrection of Jesus to Easter eggs and Easter rabbits. So there you go, <laughs> mystery solved. I was like, "Sorry," but uh, we do want to talk some Easter, obviously, because it is Easter Sunday. Although you'd be hard pressed to think so. Uh, I think we arrived uh, in our church parking lot this morning for the nine a.m. service, and it was about ten degrees and windy, and whoo, boy, I'll tell you. Yeah, didn't didn't feel like a lot of spring, and, and given uh, crack producer Brandon's weather forecast, um, the home opener on Thursday for the Twins, uh, it's going to be in the teens, I think. As, as if the game goes past like six o'clock, man, mercy's sake. But uh, fear not, folks, spring will be here soon. It it always seems to come around. Uh, have have a little faith. Have a little faith. <laughs> but uh, I was out uh, last week, so I didn't get an opportunity, at least on these very airwaves, to weigh in on the March for Our Lives uh, rally, which took place. uh, Well, the the largest gathering was in Washington, D.C., and there were several other major cities, including right here in St. Paul, that hosted these March for Our Lives rally. And, of course, it was in response to the shooting that took place in mid-February at Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida. Uh, Just as an aside, when I started this show nearly seven years ago, I never thought that I would be, I would devote so many broadcasts to the subject of the Second Amendment and gun rights, but here we are, and it's an important topic because uh, there are people, even though they won't say it, although former Supreme Court Justice John Paul Stevens came out and said it, but a lot of... Uh, elected officials, those who are up for re-election, won't come out and say that they want to repeal the Second Amendment, as much as they would like to get rid of guns and confiscate all guns. If if it were if it were absolute, if it were feasible, which it's not. And any gun legislation that's going to be passed, well, guess what? Only law-abiding citizens are going to abide by it. So, <clears throat> but anyways, uh. There was about, from what I understand, there was about twenty thousand people who gathered the Minnesota S- State Capitol alone for the March for Our Lives rally, and I guess depending on the numbers, there was a couple hundred thousand got together in D.C. That was where the big rally was, and you you have to wonder. It's like, excuse me, the basically the faces of these rallies were specifically the students at Stoneman Douglas High School. I mean, uh, Emma Gonzalez, Cameron Caskey, and David Hogg have been the most outspoken uh, survivors in Stoneman Douglas High School to speak out and and demand uh, gun control legislation. And this is the kind of quandary that continues to come up week in and week out. It's like the agenda-driven media is hell-bent on allowing these kids to have a platform where they can say whatever they like in hopes that the adults watching are just too stupid to realize fact from blatantly false statements, and those adults who are engaged enough in this issue, who are willing to call BS on blatantly false statements that some of these young people put forward, and they're called out. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, they, you know, these these young these young people they they've sur- sur- they've survived a horrific event, what they've been through. They have the absolute moral authority to weigh in on this issue. Yeah, no one says they don't have the moral authority to weigh in on this issue. Anybody can talk about whatever they want in this country. That's the beauty of the First Amendment. You can convey your opinion without fear of retribution from, from the government shutting you down. And yes, you have a right to give an incorrect opinion. But guess what? Your detractors also have a right to come back with factual refutations saying, well, what you're stating is not factual and here's why. And it's the typically the gun rights people, the pro Second Amendment folks, who are showing their work and saying, here's why your assertions are, are blatantly false. Okay? You it's you can't you can't buy a gun more easily than you can get a driver's license. Okay? There is no gun show loophole. Right? The idea that Republicans most of their fundraising money comes from the NRA. Again, blatantly false. But yet, the agenda-driven media wants to use these kids as props, and they don't. They, they want them to have so much absolute moral authority that they're not to be questioned at all. And it doesn't work that way. I mean, it's 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 disgusting. Brian, Brian Stettler and uh, these other CNN hosts have allowed these kids to just say blatantly false things that they these TV show hosts know that they are false. Okay, and for an industry that's so uh, sanctimonious and say, "Well, we are Where are Where are the fact checkers here? We're we're like the uh, we're like the firefighters going into a burning building and saving people and animals from from perishing in a fire." That's that's what our role is here. It's the equivalent of that, and yet you allow people to make blatantly false statements. It just shows you have an agenda. You're not you're you're not about delivering facts, you're not about an honest conversation. Because if you were, you wouldn't let these misleading statements continue to permeate. So my my thing in watching this March for Our Lives rally is you know the media is so in the tank for this movement because CNN had literally every single show on that Saturday that they broadcast on Saturdays broadcasting live from the rally in washington dc now again i don't have really a problem with that per se i mean it's a big story whether you like it or not uh tens of thousands of people gathering in different cities across the country protesting something it's a story don't deny that one iota but you know what other people noticed and i and i noticed this as well the March for Life rally, that's a rally that takes place every year in late January on the anniversary of Roe v.ersus Wade. You remember Roe v.ersus Wade, of course. It was the 1973 Supreme Court decision that essentially legalized abortion. And for the better part of 20-plus years, pro-lifers have taken to the streets, the biggest rally, of course, also in Washington, D.C. And there's been also rallies that take place in cities across the country, including right here in St. Paul, where people march. For, for life, basically, not only to protest the Roe versus Wade decision, but also to stand up for the rights of unborn children. And the attendance at those March for Life demonstrations, again, that take place every January, rival or surpass the gun grabber, ra- I mean, <coughs> uh, the March for Our Lives rally that took place eight days ago. And yet, does CNN even broadcast one show, much less every single solitary show from the Washington D.C. rally, which draws tens of thousands? I, I'm asking a serious question. I don't know. I, I, if I had to, if I had to place a bet on it, I'd say probably not. So this just shows you how much of an agenda the, the media has. Is because they they're willing to blast this out this March for Our Lives rally, but yet they 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 come off it they, they come off as well look it, it again just a sanctimonious attitude. It's like well you know what these kids that are out there they're engaged in this issue they're taking it taking it to the streets. I uh, almost feel like I should go into a Doobie Brothers song. They're taking it to the streets. Uh, not asking for a request, Brandon. Sorry about that. <laughs> But these kids, they're they're engaged in the in in the process, and they're out there exercising their civic duty and trying to enact change and persuade our our, our legislators to finally wake up and realize that uh, that their lives are at stake and how how lawmakers have failed them and the NRA has failed them. I mean, these kids are so they're they're just so engaged, right? Well, um, here's the thing, you know, and and they, and they turn around and say, well, you know, these kids have listened to adults long enough. It's time that these adults listen to these kids. Yeah, and we're listening. And when they make, again, inconsistent statements, we call it out. And then when those inconsistent statements are called out, well, we don't care about kids' lives. We care more about our kids' lives. I mean, this this, this is where this goes every single time. And again, either these kids are the poster children for lowering the voting age to age 16 because they're so engaged in the issue, right, that they're standing up for what's right here. And therefore, young people today are more engaged than ever before. Therefore, we should lower the voting age to 16. But then if they're inconsistent and uh, just statements that are factually deficient are challenged, it's like, wow, come on. Dala Pack. These are just kids. Don't impugn the character. Of the kids—they've gone through a horrific event. Well, which is it? They're either these brave, courageous young people who are more engaged than any generation of this age has ever been in political issues, or they're just kids who should be out uh, playing baseball or out playing uh, a game of pickup basketball or whatever. Can't can't have it both ways, and yet they, they want it both ways, and it's pretty obvious why they want it both ways 651-289-4488 is the number to call you can text your comments or questions 651-243-0390 or weigh in via twitter at hashtag narn show when we come back who was really at the rally uh here's a hint it wasn't a bunch of kids back in a moment on the northern alliance radio network go nowhere
2: Call AIG Direct right now for a free no-obligation quote. The call takes less than five minutes, and you can save up to 70%. Call now, 1-800-458-3263. That's 1-800-458-3263.
0: 1-800-458-3263. Hey, folks, I'm David Mitchell, founder and CEO of Tradeway. Over a decade ago, I decided to start a company that could help families take control of their finances and, more importantly, their time. We offer you a powerful education in how to trade in the stock market, providing you the skill sets you need to manage your financial manager and speak his language, or even cut out the middleman entirely and do it yourself. My mission was to put more money in the hands of good Christian people to impact this country and the rest of the world. Since that time, I've seen Tradeway grow from a small business started in a garage with my family to an education company which now employs more than 20 families and has educated nearly 20,000 people from all across the country. God has truly blessed this mission. It's been exciting to see the Tradeway family grow through the years. At this point, people attend our events not only to hear about the stock market, But to fellowship with other families And even to strengthen their walk with the Lord The Tradeway community is unlike Anything I've ever seen in my business Career or even in my ministries With Tradeway you not only get a Powerful system for trading as a business But you get the kind of hands on support Ongoing development and personal Community that is required to propel You forward in this journey and we Help you to do that one step at a time I want to personally invite you to join Us at our next event called Step 1 Start Your Journey April 13th The event will be hosted by David Huber Sr. and his son Dave Huber. These two guys are a powerful team with many years of trading experience, and they are exciting presenters as well. And Dave is my son-in-law who helped start the company. Join us and bring your family. Coming to the Sheraton, St. Paul, Woodbury, April 13th and 14th. Only $99.95 for your entire household, plus a free ticket for a friend and a full money back guarantee. To register, call eight seven seven nine zero seven 907 Trade. That's 877 907
2: 8723, or go to Tradeway.com.
1: That's Tradeway.com. Hey, welcome back. I'm to Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network.
2: Don't disappear. No, don't disappear.
1: It is me, Brad Carlson. I am the closer, closing out this weekend's edition of Northern Alliance Radio Network Programming. And we are here to take your phone calls, 651-289-4488. You can also send us a text message, that number is 651-243-0390. We invite Twitter hashtag NARN show. That's hashtag N A R N show, hashtag NARN show. And as always, we appreciate you tuning into the broadcast. So just kind of picking up where I left off uh, from the first segment, talking about the gun grabber rally, aka March for Our Lives, and of course these kids were put out front of this particular rally, and again. I'm not saying that as as it's a bad thing because these young people who survived this mass shooting at Stoneman Douglas High School in mid February, you know, I'm not saying their perspective shouldn't be heard, but if they choose to get out there and 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 stand up for their cause, they're going to have a platform. You know whether we whether we like that or not, or whether we think it's right or not, or whether we think it's most prudent. Personally, I, I think 16, 17 year olds who Maybe didn't witness this horrific event, but obviously we're in proximity to it. Uh, probably should maybe go through a little counseling. But again, there. if the parents are, can, are okay with it, then it's their parents. They ultimately will have the final word in it. But is it really kids that organize this huge event that took place in several cities across the country, tens of thousands, Ended up marching the streets. Was it you know who? How do these? How do are they able to put something like this together so quickly? And that caused some research to be done. A Daniel Greenfield, who writes for a blog entitled uh, Sultan and Kanish, uh, he talked about that very thing. How were they able to put something like that together? And who was actually behind it? Well, I'll read a little bit from his blog that uh, he posted Saturday. After the rally took place, he says it's a strange political fact, but nearly every major anti-gun group has been a front group. The NRA is maligned 24-7, and yet it's completely obvious whom it represents. Despite the efforts to tie it to everyone from firearms manufacturers to the Russians, and if you can't tie any random Republican thing to Russians these days, you won't be working at the Washington Post or CNN for very long, it represents 5 million members. Anti gun groups tend to represent shadowy networks. Take every town, the noisiest, most dishonest anti gun group on the scene. The one consistent thing about anti gun groups is that they are usually the opposite of what their name says they are. Every tent for gun safety was formed out of two other groups Moms Demand Action and Mayors Against Illegal Guns. Both are actually front groups for Surprise! Michael Bloomberg, the lefty billionaire and former boss of the Big Apple, who used New York City resources to host at least one of its websites. So every town is really New York City. March for Our Lives is on every cable channel, but who runs it? The photogenic teens are out front. But it's obvious to everyone that a bunch of teens don't have the resources and skills to coordinate a nationwide movement. Instead, it's the experienced activists who are actually running things. The March for Our Lives fund is incorporated by a 501c4. Donations to 501c4 groups are not tax-deductible, and they don't have to disclose donors. That's why they're a great dark money conduit. But the March for Our Lives website suggests that the donors who want to make a tax-deductible donation should write a check to the March for Our Lives-Everytown Support Fund. How will Bloomberg's organization provide support for the supposed student group? Why have two March for Our Lives funds, one dark and one light? And why is one being routed through the godfather of the gun control lobby? When it comes to March for Our Lives, the questions never end. The March for Our Lives permit application was filed by Dina Katz, a co-executive director of the Women's March Los Angeles Foundation. This wasn't just a little bit of professional activist assistance. The application lists Katz as the person in charge of event. Katz is a former Dancing with the Stars and current Bill Maher producer. She's also the former owner of Talent Central, a Los Angeles talent agency. The leaked application lists her as president of the March for Our Lives Fund. Media contacts for March for Our Lives are being handled by 42 West. The agency is a full-service PR firm operating out of New York and Los Angeles that represents major celebrities. 42 West was supposedly recommended by George Clooney, who was a number of, who was one of a number... Of major celebrity owners. Where do the millions of dollars go? Good question. They're being directed by people with knowledge of how to responsibly spend this money, and it's going to be very transparent. Every penny is going to be accounted for, Jeff Kasky, the father of one of the students, claimed. Well, who are these people? A leaked document reveals that the March for Our Lives Action Fund is actually overtaken by six directors and is incorporated in Delaware. And here's the key aspect of this. So far, we have Los Angeles, New York, and Delaware. Any uh, area conspicuously missing? Yeah, Florida, where the actual shooting took place that they're taking to the streets to protest and say not one more. So there you have it. Like I said, a bunch of kids can't organize something like this to this significant. It's not to say that kids are dumb or or, or anything else. They, they just don't have the experience. To pull off something like this, it takes a tremendous amount of experience. And who better than s- the, some of the major gun-grabbing groups funded by Blo- M- Michael Bloomberg? Heck, I think there's, there's a handful of paid Bloomberg staffers here in Minnesota that go to all of these gun-grabber rallies, and they're kind of out front there. So here's the thing that I want want to broach this this is no doubt was an impactful rally it left an impact a lot of people people were just absolutely blown away by how the kids mobilized and came together and were were marching in the streets well was it really kids that were out there because as ala pundit wrote at uh, hotair.com fewer than half were even there because of gun control and let me read uh, from Alapundit's post again. This is hotair.com. Those numbers will come as no surprise to you or me and probably as no surprise to lefties either. But what may come as a surprise to the media, which seems to be all in on the theory that the Parkland students are leading a national popular awakening of the <laughs> evils of guns and changing the politics of the issue forever. Could be we can't assume too much about national opinion from the composition of a march, which will always draw more activists than regular voters but here's one data point about whether something has changed the marchers as a whole don't look like america and they weren't all that focused on gun control and I'll append it links to a excerpt from a washington post story participants were also more likely than those at recent marches to be first-time protesters about 27 percent of participants at the march for Li- our lives had never protested before this group was less politically engaged in general. Only about a third of them had contacted an elected official in the past year, while about three quarters of the more seasoned protesters had. Even more interesting, the new protesters were less motivated by the issue of gun control. In fact, only twelve percent of the people who were new to protesting reported that they were motivated to join the march because of the gun control issue, compared with sixty percent of the participants with experiencing protesting. With experienced protesting, I should say. March for Our Lives protesters were also likely to identify as ideologically moderate. About 16% did so, higher than at any other protest event since the inauguration. But unsurprisingly, it was still a very liberal crowd. 79% identified as left leaning, and 89% reported voting for Hillary Clinton. Okay. And Alipunnan also put together uh, some other uh, numbers as far as the demographics breakdown. Ten percent, ten percent, of the protesting crowd was under eighteen, according to Dana Fisher, who is a sociology professor who surveyed the marchers and is writing a book called "American Resistance." So, again, let me read that again: Ten percent were under age eighteen, according to this uh, Dana Fisher. Another counterpoint to the media narrative that the Parkland students are leading an uprising of kids to do what liberal adults have tried and failed to do for decades. In fact, not only were marchers not young, they were unusually old, with an average of just short of 49, which Fisher claims is higher than the average at most rallies she's measured. So reading all of this, what are we, what are we gathering from this? These are just uh, classic progressives, all part of the resistance movement. If there's anything that could possibly be used as a cudgel against Trump, doesn't matter the issue, they're going to show up. Hence, we just, we just read it right here. Less than half were even there for, to, pro, to protest for stronger laws to enact gun control. And this is what separates these gun grabber groups from organizations, not, not even just the NRA, but any other local gun organizations, pro-gun organizations, like here in Minnesota, the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus. When the rubber meets the road, the pro gun crowd, the gun rights crowd always dominates at committee hearings. When a bill is introduced down at the Minnesota State Capitol, the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus specifically and and the gun and other gun rights people dominate typically 3 to 1, sometimes 10 to 1 when it comes to showing up at the committee hearings and stepping up to the microphone and putting forth a coherent argument, using facts, showing their work. Okay? This is why knowledge of your subject matter, what you're protesting, that this is why it matters. Because if you aren't bringing the facts, uh, you're not going to get very far. So the pro-gun organizations, the gun rights organizations, when the rubber meets the road, when it co- comes time to send a committee hearing and testify in committee hearing, they always bring it and they always show their work. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. It's me, Brad Carlson, the closer right here on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere.
2: This is Mike Gallagher. The 2018 midterm election is going to be historic. Let's prepare together on April 29th for the Patriots Overtime with Hewitt and Gallagher on April 29th. Get your tickets now at am1280thepatriot.com.
4: When I found out I was pregnant, I panicked. I was afraid, feeling
0: pressured. I didn't know what else to do.
3: I was nine weeks along and didn't know there were other options. I didn't know the baby already had a beating heart. I didn't know there were couples waiting to adopt. I called the confidential hotline and learned the facts. I found an option that both my baby and I can live with. Hello, my name is Miriam Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America, the Billboard people. So often we get calls just like this from men and women seeking help and alternatives. Our 800 hotline connects callers to the services they Need for pregnancy, adoption, as well as post abortion assistance. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of confidential counseling or would like to support the work of Pro Life Across America, please call 1 800 366 7773 or check us out on the web ProLifeAcrossAmerica.org. Pro Life Across America is educational, non political, and tax deductible. <laughs>
1: Life is expensive. Having a second income now and through retirement will allow you to live life the way you want and avoid being married to your job. In just a few hours a week, you can learn the skills to profit from trading and investing. By using our proven rules-based strategy at Online Trading Academy, we focus on low-risk, high-reward trades that mirror the tools Wall Street uses to make that second income so you never outlive your retirement dollars while providing you life's most precious asset, time. Let's get you on a path to financial freedom, allowing you to live the life you've always dreamed of. Call OTA at Pound 250 on your cell phone for a free investing workshop or register at with OTA.com. Again, that's LearnWithOTA.com.
2: Online Trading Academy. Radio! Vacation with a Patriot. Hi, I'm Bill Budd with AC Nelson RV World and Shakopee. My goal is to provide you with options to create lifetime memories with your family. We are proud to sell the Patriot Line of RVs, American-made and customized for your recreational needs. AC Nelson RV World has new and used RVs from Patriot and other top manufacturers, including travel trailers, fifth wheels, fold-down campers, toy haulers, and motorhomes. AC Nelson RV World and Shakopee. Visit us online at acnelsonrv.com.
0: Water damage, mold remediation, air ducts filthy? Steamatic is the one name you can trust to correct these problems and return your indoor air quality to where it needs to be. I'm John McNamara, a veteran and owner of Steamatic of the Twin Cities. Call me at 651-481-4991
1: hey welcome back am 1280 the patriot it is the northern alliance radio network with me brad carlson thanks as always for tuning into the broadcast i'm closing out this weekend's edition of northern alliance radio network programming as always Every Saturday from 9 to 11 a.m., you can catch my friend King Banyan on the King Banyan Show. That's on our sister station, a.m. 1440. And on these very airwaves, you can catch my friend and colleague Mitch Berg. He's on Saturdays, 1 to 3 p.m., right here on a.m. 1280 The Patriot. He is the headliner. I am the closer, closing out weekends, Sundays, 2 to 3. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Hey, you just probably heard a commercial with our uh, very own Mike Gallagher. Promoting a fantastic event that is coming up four weeks from today. That's Sunday, April 29th at the Minneapolis Marriott Southwest in Minnetonka. It's just right off of 169 in Bren Road in that area. It's an event called Overtime with Hewitt and Gallagher. They're going to be talking, uh, I would suspect, a lot about the 2018, 2018 midterm elections. The main event's just 20 bucks to attend the talk with Mike and Hugh. If you want to have dinner beforehand, hey, feel free there's plenty of VIP seats for the dinner, but they are going to go quickly. Now, Hewitt's VIP table and Gallagher's VIP, VIP table both sold out. However, we are having a Northern Alliance Radio Network table. That's right. With myself, Mitch Berg, and King Banyan, we are going to be at the Narn table. And there are still, just looking at the website right now, if this is accurate, there's four seats remaining at the Narn table. All right, so get on those. Go to am1280thepatriot.com. Click on the banner that says Overtime with Hewitt and Gallagher and get your tickets today because, folks, it's four weeks to the event. This is going to sell out. We keep telling it every Patriot event is going to sell out, and it inevitably does. And unfortunately, some people miss out that really wanted to go but kind of hesitated. Get your tickets today. Again, go to am1280thepatriot.com for more information on this fantastic event. And if you want to go to the VIP dinner, hey, spring for a couple extra bucks. Sit at the narn table. Like I said, Mitch and I were talking yesterday. Uh, We're kind of thinking, you know, we bring a diversity of knowledge and insight in different subjects. I mean, Mitch is more of a firearms and rock and roll guitar type of guy myself i i have a knowledge of the pageant world being the mc of the miss minnesota pageant as well as sports big sports fanatic talk a lot of sports and king bannon of course his expertise is economics but if you want to learn all all you need to know about armenian history king's your guy as well so it's a diversity of knowledge at the narn table i'm, I'm just looking forward to going there myself and just listening to mitch and king i don't really need to say a whole lot in their presence but uh either way we look forward to seeing you there I uh, want to wrap up kind of my discussion uh, regarding the continued uh, false information that continues to be put out there, particularly by the agenda-driven media, uh, regarding gun rights uh, activists and how we're basically dismissing this March for Our Lives rally that took place eight days ago. And as I as I said at the as I said at the end of the last segment. It takes a lot more than marching in the streets, holding up signs. And by the way, some of these signs that were held up were, were pretty disgusting and pretty vile. But yet, all we heard was, was a bunch of uh, a bunch of kids with their heads on straight just active in this cause and engaged in this cause. Never mind that, uh, that 10% of those people protesting were under the age of 18. Okay? So, but whatever. What I... Am continually amused by is how the NRA is is just misrepresented, and the people who make up the NRA basically their character is impugned. Anytime there is a, a mass shooting, the NRA is always the first first to be blamed. And Mitch has said it on this show, on these very airways many a time. So this is an original thought of mine. Mitch has said this many times, and, and I concur completely. Is, isn't it interesting how the gun grabber groups, the ones who are biggest advocates for gun control, they never talk about the perpetrator of these, of these acts. They never talk about the criminal acts. Why is that? I have my own theory on that. It's because if you actually look at something other than the inanimate object, because a gun is just an inanimate object, I mean, making more gun laws, again, you're only going to—all you're doing is seeking to hurt the law-abiding citizens, those who use guns for self-defense. And that's another condescension I can't stand. Well, who really needs a gun with that much firepower? Well, it's not—here's the thing. It it, it is our inalienable right, as codified in the Second Amendment. So I don't have to explain to you my my rights— Okay, if it's, a, if it's a right, I don't really have to explain why I'm exercising that right. Okay? And yet, people just want to focus on this inanimate object. But I have a theory in that they don't talk a lot about the perp because as you go beyond the gun, it's going to undermine a lot of progressive narratives. Number one, they're, they're, one theory I have is because progressives... Uh, ridicule conservatives' desire for the nuclear family and the conservatives' emphasis on how important the nuclear family is, that contributing to a broken home has an adverse effect on kids. And I'm not saying it leads directly to them wanting to get a gun and kill a bunch of people. I'm not saying that at all. But it's just the first step in many. And if you can have a solid family unit at home where... The kids are being exposed to the proper things, and they're getting the due attention from their parents, and their parents take an active interest in, in what they're doing. Okay? That goes a long way. Another one is the multiple failures at law enforcement. I mean, just go down the list. The shooting at Stoneman Douglas High School. An armed resource officer didn't do his job, didn't go into the school. And engage the shooter. That's his job. Didn't do it. There were also multiple calls warning legal authorities about the gunman that perpetrated the sack at Stoneman Douglas High School. And no action was taken. No substantive action was taken. No follow up. Okay? Go back to the Sutherland Spring shooting in, uh, it was last year, I believe it was November. You had a gunman who should not have passed a background check while he was in the Air Force, had a domestic violence charge against him, and that should have been logged in his record, and had the background check taken place and that would have been discovered in his record, he wouldn't have been sold a gun. But they, did, they never logged that information. I think it was the, uh, it, it was, uh, I don't know if it was the Air Force itself or whoever's in charge of the database, someone didn't log that information that's a breakdown in these legal bureaucracies and yet we're supposed to be convinced that making more laws will quell this problem when the laws in place aren't even being followed or are being or the execution of these laws are lax we're supposed to concede to More laws that all it would serve to do is undermine law-abiding gun owners? But the thing that really bothers me about this is, again, they, they assign way too much power to the NRA. They make it sound like that were it not for the NRA cash that no Republicans would occupy a seat in Congress, and that's just blatantly false. I mean, as far as actual cash contributions to politicians to elected officials nra it's 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 virtually nothing and uh that conservative reg the new york times wrote something in late february you know about 10 days after the shooting at stoneman douglas uh kind of broke it down a little bit and the the story the headline of the story says the true source of the nra's clout mobilization not donations Uh, The National Rifles Association impact comes in large part from the simplicity of the incentives it presents to political candidates, letter grades based on their record on the Second Amendment. That guide the NRA's involvement in elections. Lawmakers who earn an A rating can count on the group not to oppose them when they run for re-election or a higher office. For candidates who earn lower grades... The group deploys a range of blunt force methods against them. The NRA mails the voter guides to its 5 million members displaying images of favored candidates on the front, and some state chapters bombard supporters with emails about coming elections. The organization's calculation is that the money is better spent on maintaining a motivated base of gun rights supporters than on bankrolling candidates directly. Everyone wants a simplistic answer, which is they buy votes, said Harry L. Wilson, a political scientist at Roanoke College and the author of Guns, Gun Control, and Elections. But it is largely incorrect. The NRA's power is more complex than people think. Compared with the towering sums of money donated to House and Senate candidates in the last cycle, $1.7 billion, the NRA's direct contributions were almost a rounding error. The NRA directly donated a total of just $1.1 million, so do the math less than 1% of 1.7 billion uh again the nra directed, directly donated a total of just 1.1 million to candidates for federal office in 2016, with 99% of that money going to Republicans while giving a total of only $309,000 in direct contributions to state legislative candidates in 2016 and 2017, according to tallies by the Center for Responsive Politics, which tracks federal donations, and the National Institute on Money in State Politics, which tracks state-level donations. So when people like Jimmy Kimmel come out and say that the uh, uh what a, what was his uh, what was his famous quote the nra has the republicans <clears throat> uh nether uh nether regions in a money clip it's classic projection and i've gone back and done the research in fact opensecrets.org tracks top organization contributors and so I looked it up. I, I went all. I went. F- I I did it aggregate of all cycles, basically since 1990. All all election seasons, all election years since 1990. Uh, opensecrets.org shows a chart, and the totals reflect donations from employees of the organization, its political action committee, and in some cases, its own treasury. These totals include all campaign contributions to federal candidates, parties, political action committees, including super PACs. Federal 527 organizations and carry committees. Okay? So of the top organization contributors, they broke, broke it down by the top 100. You know where the National Rifle Association ranks? 94th out of the top 100 since 1990. By comparison, let's just take a issue like abortion, which is overwhelmingly a left-wing crown jewel, Emily's List. Radical Pro-Abortion Group, they rank 30th. They rank 30th, whereas the NRA ranked 94th as far as top 100 political contributions since 1990. Why is that relevant? Why am I bringing that up? You know, who has who in whose pocket? Uh, just go back a month or two ago where there was a bill that was circulating around Congress to ban abortions past 20 weeks. And because the Republicans don't have 60 members in the Senate, a bill like that can be filibustered and never brought up for a vote, which the Democrats effectively did. They killed the bill. So of all the Democrats in Congress, between the U.S. House and U.S. Senate, there are 242 Democrats in Congress. You want to know how many voted for this bill that would ban abortions past 20 weeks of the 242? You want to? Six. Six. Despite the fact that abortions past 20 weeks is an issue that people who identify as Democrat voters, 50% of people who identify as Democrat voters, support a bill that bans abortions past 20 weeks. Yet only six members of Congress voted for that bill. So who's in whose pocket? There, there isn't a much more powerful lobby in, the, in this comparison than the abortion lobby. Okay? Okay. So again, as my uh, friend and colleague Mitch Berg has said on so many occasions, when a liberal issues a group defamation or assault on conservatives' ethics, character, humanity, or respect for liberty or the truth, they're at best projecting, and at worst, drawing attention away from their own misdeeds. This is a classic example of that. Hey, one final segment coming up here on the Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson, The Closer, back in mere moments. Go nowhere. Go nowhere.
0: AM 1280, The Patriot. Don't miss Sandvold Financial Group's Money Talks radio show here every Sunday morning at 9. Sandvold Financial Group is independent of Questar Capital Corporation member FINRA, SIPC, and Questar Asset Management.
2: This is Jack from Banyan Hill. You like freedom? I do. You like money? I do, too. If you like freedom and money, then you're going to love Freedom Checks. You see, over the next few months, an estimated $34.6 billion is up for grabs to anyone who stakes their claim. Yep, you heard right, $34.6 billion. To get all the details, just go to www.freedomchecks123.com. Thousands of people are already live up to cash in. Take Doug, for example. He's a 46-year-old from Joplin, Missouri, who's set to get a check for $24,075. And if Doug can do this, I've got a hunch that you can, too. But here's the thing. If you want a chance to grab your full share of this $34.6 billion payout, you must have your ducks in a row by May 1st. So don't wait. Get over to www.freedomchecks123.com before the May 1st deadline. That's www. Freedomchecks123.com. Hey, welcome to our show. Hey, eh? what's our topic today, Hoser? Hey, it's spring. Spring, what a good topic. You know, I can see my backyard a little bit more every day. It's kind of like my backyard's playing peekaboo with oh, me. whatever, Hoser, take off. Hey, eh? what I see in the backyard is a great place to put the new hot tub. Eh? That's right, a new hot tub from Arctic spas. You can see them all at Premier Pool and spas in Chanhassen. He yeah, had no hassle, tons of knowledge. They know what they're talking about there. Hey, they even want you to get in the hot tubs so you can feel just how comfortable the seats are. That's right. Everyone is different. So how do you know what seat's going to fit you if you don't get in? (laughs) Yeah, some guys don't even want you getting in their hot tubs without water because they need the water to distribute your weight, eh? Yeah, but not at Arctic. They have hand-rolled fiberglass under the acrylic to give it the strength everybody's talking about. Hey, do yourself a favor and go see a real cold-weather spa at Premier Pool and Spa. Or visit them on the web at premierpools.com. Premier Pool and Spa, where they take fun seriously. PremierPools.com The world of business and finance is constantly changing. How are you keeping up with all the information?
1: Most likely, you're not. Checking websites, writing emails, making phone calls, checking more websites, and still not finding what you need to know. But it has to be out there somewhere. Well, it is. Business 1440 is your on-air guide through the fast-paced business landscape. What you want to know, when you want to know it. Up to the minute business and financial news on Business 1440. Stream online at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com.
4: Barnett Family Dentistry's mission is to provide you with quality dental care, courteous service, and respect. I'm Liz Barnett. Stop in so we can show you the difference for all the smiles in your family. Come in and see us in Ramsey just off of Highway 10 and online at BarnettFamilyDentistry.com. Welcome
1: back, I'm 128, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. He's risen, King Jesus, King Jesus is alive. Amen. He is risen. He is risen indeed as we celebrate Easter holiday here on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. It is me, Brad Carlson. Thank you for tuning in. Oh, I love this holiday. And, yeah, it doesn't feel much like spring because normally when you think Easter, you think spring. Beautiful spring day, sunny day, bright color, clothing, and, and yeah, it. Aside from the weather, this is this is just a is a great day, perfect day because Jesus is alive. That is the good news, because greater love has no one than this than He laid down His life for His friends, John fifteen thirteen. It, uh, it it's it's pretty overwhelming when you think about it, and it's something as Christians, you know, something we need to reflect on more often because you know we get caught up in daily life things that we're doing with our with our jobs with our families and you know kids extracurricular activities all those are very important don't misunderstand me but sometimes we kind of get so bogged down in our everyday life that i think it's important to reflect on just on the magnitude of what what jesus has done for us. And and it's hard to really wrap our finite little minds around it. Okay, because he's the alpha and omega, beginning and the end. I mean, he he knows us all before we were born and can identify every hair on our heads. That may not be a good example for me, <clears throat> but uh, I'm just saying that how he knows us and loves us, it's it's overwhelming. You know that he'd be willing to lay down his life in order that we could have eternal life in heaven with Him, again, John fifteen thirteen. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. He was, he, he was, laid down his life on a cross at Calvary. Three days later, he rose again. And so, it's kind of funny. I, I somebody kind of put a, a meme to this. Is this is the? It's it's interesting that this year. Easter falls on April Fool's joke, because you think about it, the empty tomb is probably one of the greatest April Fool's joke of all time because you go there expecting to see him there, but he's not there, not here. He is risen. Ah, come on. Yeah, no, he's not here. He's risen. He's no longer there. Jesus is alive. And for that, we could rejoice. And one thing that uh, I, I just am constantly amazed by is that we could do nothing to earn or deserve the sacrifice that was made for us. And that's that's the thing I think is most humbling. Is you know, sometimes you know, we, we go out there and we try to be uh people say their people's philosophy of life is, well, I try to be a good person. I just want to be a good person. Well that's the thing. We we can't there's nothing we could do to earn or deserve Jesus laying down his life on a cross at Calvary. Nothing. That that's incredibly humbling. That everything that we have in life can be guided through Him for those who who will accept Him. And people will say, you know, and this this question has been broached. And I found an interesting article at DesiringGod.org last year. Uh, I think I probably read this last year on Easter too. Is this why do we why is it we call the worst Friday good? Because you look at it, the the crucifixion of Jesus, you know, man. Uh, meant it for evil. You know, Judas meant it for evil. Jewish leaders meant it for evil. Pontius Pilate meant it for evil. You know, the people meant it for evil. But God meant it for good. And again, I'll read from uh, desiringgod.org. This is by uh, actually by David Mathis. He's the executive director and pa- of uh, desiringgod.org and pastor right here in uh, Cities Church in Minneapolis. So I'll just read this quick excerpt of it. God meant this Friday for good when so many others meant it for evil. God was at work doing his greatest good in our most horrible evil. Over and in and beneath the spiring evil of Judas, the Jewish leaders, Pilate, the people, and all forgiven sinners, God's hand is steady, never to blame for evil, ever working it out for our final good. As Peter would soon preach, Jesus was delivered up according to the definite plan and foreknowledge of God. And as the early Christians would pray, Herod and Pontius Pilate, along with the Gentiles and the people of Israel, did whatever your hand and your plan had predestined to take place. Never has Joseph's banner flown so truly as it did on that day. What man meant for evil, God meant for good. Amen. His, his ways are much higher than ours. And we lean not onto our own understanding. Folks, hope you have a very blessed Easter holiday. Hope you had a blessed Easter service at church today. Hope you have a blessed Easter with your family, all your loved ones. And I look forward to talking to you again next week right here on AM 1280, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. Godspeed, my friends. Have yourselves a blessed week.
4: Physicians designed Relief Factor as an essential way to support the body's natural fight against aches and pains. It's made from wild caught fish oil and botanicals like turmeric, and it's a healthy way to get back into pain free life. There's no side effects, there's no chemicals, there's no preservatives, there is nothing addictive. And that's why you can be very confident that when you take Relief Factor, you have nothing to lose but your pain and the whole world to gain. Maybe you can't wear your favorite shoes anymore because of pain in your feet. Relief Factor can help with all of that. 1995 comes to 95 cents a day. That's less than a cup of coffee a day for pain relief. Go to relieffactor.com, read all the testimonials, find out about it for yourself, and order that quick start, just nineteen ninety five or $0.95 a day for three weeks. Or you can call them. It's toll-free. They can answer all your questions, 1-800-500-8384. That's toll-free, 1-800-500-8384, relieffactor.com.
3: Policies issued by American General Life Insurance Company, Houston, Texas. Not available in all states. For details, visit aigdirect.com. It takes a lot of courage to face your own death, but I'm glad I finally did. See, I was putting off getting life insurance to protect my family, even though I knew it was important. Then my neighbor's husband died. I watched her struggle emotionally and financially. It really made me face reality. If my husband died, how would I pay the mortgage, the car payments, or keep up the life the kids and I had?
2: Call AIG Direct right now for a free no-obligation quote. The call takes less than five minutes, and you can save up to 70%. Call now, 1-800-458-3263. That's 1-800-458-3263. 1-800-458-3263.
3: Have you experienced anxiety, fear, shame, and embarrassment from owing back taxes? Hi, I'm Kathy Hill, founder of Tax Tiger. If you happen to have unpaid or unfiled taxes, I'm here to offer you some hope. Tax Tiger can protect you from the IRS, release wage and bank levies, and negotiate awesome settlements. Above all, Tax Tiger is a company which operates based on Christian principles. If you have an IRS problem, call us today at 612 888 9522 for a free consultation. You can trust Tax Tiger to provide an honest evaluation of your situation. If we can save you money, we'll explain how and answer all of your questions so you'll know exactly where you stand. Call Tax Tiger today at 612 888 9522. You could be closer to financial freedom than you think, and you need a tiger on your side. That number again is 612 888 9522, or visit us online at taxtiger.com.